0: Nerd Wallet, finance smarter.
2: In
1: the time before AT&T Fibre Internet Shame, shame, shame What did you do, love? I ran out of internet data And they're making you shame walk No, it's just
2: how I feel Shame, shame
1: In the time after AT&T Fibre Internet
3: Nice to have unlimited internet data, right?
1: Right The dawn of a better internet era with AT&T Fiber. Limited availability in select areas. Check eligibility at
3: att.com slash fiber. Restrictions apply.
1: Hi, I'm Sarah Kustak. I'm the NBA analyst for the Yes Network, and I'm hosting a new podcast called NBA Flashback. NBA Flashback takes you back to the best moments in NBA history through exclusive archival audio from the NBA vault. Hurry! Way downtown! Back! And each week, we'll have new interviews with the legends who were actually on the court. Check out NBA Flashback on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Mama, what does the chicken say?
1: Uh, dog. Cat. Giraffe. Giraffe, really? Giraffe. Uh, giraffe.
2: Welcome to Money Making Conversation. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. Like I say in every episode when I start my shows, it's time to stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. I always tell people you hear about gifts, you hear about passion. I tell people to leave with your gifts. And don't let your age, your friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dreams. The interviews I do on Money Making Conversation are for you. I bring in my friends. There are some of them are celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. My next case I've seen on TV for a long time but she's a she's a game changer. She's an industry decision maker. She's a celebrity. She's all those things that you read about and more. Her name is Keisha Knight Pulliam. She's a graduate of an HBCU, Spelman College, and she did it with honors with a B.A. in sociology and concentration in film. She's an Emmy-nominated actress, runs the Camp Kizzy Foundation, the Fearless Fund. She co-founded with her business partner, Arian Simone, and sells culinary products on the Keisha's kitchen website, which is We're going to talk about that because, you know, I got Rashawn's Kitchen. But we'll be doing, guess what? We won't be doing none of this interview if it wasn't about the acting. So we got to get to why she's really on the show as well. She starred in the hit comedy series, Tyler Perry's House of Pain, which is back this season for its eighth season, airing Tuesday nights on BET. Please welcome for the first time to Money Making Conversations, I'm sure not the last time, Keisha Knight Pulliam. How you doing, Keisha? I'm great. How are you? Really, really. You know, just going through this whole bio, I want to start with the HBCU experience because uh, I'm currently working on a documentary called Black Excellence. And I definitely we've already lined you up. If you don't know it. We're definitely going to line you up for an interview because you are black excellence, you know, and we saw in 2020 how. HBCUs just moved to the forefront of conversation. It was like, like white America just discovered HBCUs for the very first time. Now, you're a graduate, I believe, in 2001. You graduated from HBCU with honors, like I said earlier, and your minor was sociology. Tell us about your HBCU experience and why it's important. Why is this important?
3: Actually, my major was sociology with a concentration in film,
2: mm-hmm.
3: um, and I, I mean, I loved going to an HBCU. It was definitely one of the best decisions that I've ever made, and um, it's it's in my family. I have two brothers who are Morehouse graduates, and then my middle brother, he's an Auburn graduate, but we still love him. Even <laughs>
2: really... um,
3: but it's it's definitely an experience like no one, like no other. So I'm grateful for sure.
2: Well, you know, the thing about it is that uh, the, the amount of uh... I, you know about Hollywood. You've, you've been in Hollywood. Hollywood is dominated by HBCU graduates, not only just in front of the camera, but behind the camera. When I look at a talent like you, and you majored in sociology, my minor is sociology. When I graduated from college, my major was in was in uh, is in I should say you didn't walk away from a degree is mathematics, but it changed my life. You know, African American studies and sociology just opened my eyes and really let me see that my whole life information has been canceled. You know, you, you realize what you didn't know, how did sociology impact you and why did you choose that as a degree format?
3: Well, one thing I'll say is not just in entertainment that you find a lot of HBCU graduates. We, you we'd be remiss not to say that our vice president of the United States of America. So what I know is, you know, the cremes de la creme, um, in a multitude of fields mm-hmm. are HBCU graduates. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, getting back to sociology, you know, I chose that because I've, I've always, even though, you know, I went to college and I didn't my, my, I didn't major in theater per se, but I did have a concentration in mass comm and, and communications. And the reason I chose sociology is because my job as a filmmaker, my job as a director, a producer, an wow. actor is to bring these stories to life, and the best way to bring the stories of real people to life is to understand the behind the scenes to the dynamics of, you know, human condition and how people think and how society, you know, shapes that image, not only of what you see, but also yourself. So um, that's why I decided to do sociology. Actually, my thesis my senior year was on images of African-American women in black exploitation film. So the the film piece has always been intertwined in everything that I do.
2: Well, I love the way you articulated that because it allows me to transition over to your Fearless Fund, the Fearless Fund that you founded with your partner, who's also an HBCU graduate from FAMU. Oh. I know her very well. well and, and it's
3: partner is a FAMU graduate as well, and another and another black woman,
2: Ariana Parsons. So. Ab- absolutely. When we when we talk about women. And we know that the fastest growing uh, entrepreneurship is black females uh, in the business. Why is it important to support African-American women in the in the small business arena?
3: You know, the bottom line, and it's so funny because people are like, why support black women? Um, because at the end of the day, when you're looking at venture capital, when you're looking at, you know, investing in businesses, it's, it's a business. And if you. The reality is, yes, we are the fastest growing and the least funded, but from a financial standpoint, we are doing some amazing things and are an amazing investment if all you're looking at is green and not the color of your skin. Um, And the biggest thing is we wanted to, you know, move the needle in a meaningful way when we looked at the landscape and recognizing that a venture capital, um, funds and and, and monies, less than a percent, 0.0006% goes to women of color businesses. In 2021, that's crazy. So, you know, what we knew we had to do in order to change those dynamics, we had to be, we had to be players in this game. And it shows that we made the right move because Fearless Fund started out as a $5 million fund and has grown to a 25 plus million dollar fund. And I'm just really excited. We have some amazing businesses in our pipeline and that we've already invested in. And, you know, what I know is that it is not a founding issue. It is a funding issue. Wow.
0: It's finally here, the season of celebration. And no matter how you celebrate with family and friends, whether you're preparing for Reyes Magos or Karamu, lighting the menorah, or going to Midnight Mass, Kohl's has just what you need to make those traditions special. Plus, you'll find gifts for all your loved ones. No matter how you celebrate, when you shop at Kohl's, you're right where you belong. So this season, give with all your heart with great gifts from Kohl's or Kohl's.com.
2: If I could be you. And
0: you
1: could be me. For just one hour.
2: If you could find a way.
3: To get inside. Each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes.
2: Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk walk a mile mile in in my my shoes. shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council.
1: Walk a mile in my shoes. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world.
2: Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. You know, when I, when I look at you talk, when you're talking, when you talk about funding, because I want to break it down a little bit, sort of like a, a common sense. Is this more like what we see on TV, Shark Tank, when you say funding? And, you know, people come in, you buy a percentage of their business. Is that how you fund it?
3: Absolutely, it's it's you know that every deal is structured very differently. Mm-hmm. However, it is you know an investment. Um, in exchange for an equity stake in the company, and you know, one of the things that businesses need is to infuse capital in order to you know scale and grow their business quickly. And a lot of us as Black women don't have access to that capital, and also a lot of us in our community just have no clue about this space, no clue about you know when you're building a business, you know what is even scaling mean. You know what are the docs that I need to have in place to even be venture venture or even investment? Um, just to, to even garner those investments. Right. We just don't have access to that information. So what we've also learned during this process of, of the Fearless Fund is that a lot of it is also just the information sharing and infusing in our community, because it just doesn't exist, and, and we have to be the ones to pay it forward, not just with the financial piece, which is very
2: important, but also the education piece. Well, the education is really the key. You know, what you know and what you gain from information is how much you can make and how you you can create your status in society. When I look at what you're doing with this fund, it also it starts as an idea, and I really applaud you because you're going into uncharted territories. I can say that because I've been in this business long enough to know. And also, when you just say the amount of percentages that would already apply to African American women as entrepreneur opportunities from a from a funding standpoint was ridiculously low. So when you when you broke this idea, okay. Were you sitting around with your friends? Who did you go to? Did you put together a business plan? What did you do?
3: Honestly, that's really how it happened. You know, it was about how do we become, you know, a part of the solution. And if you want funding to go to black women, you need to fund them. And if we fund them, that means we need to be on the other side of the table. And, and that's really, it was as simple as that. It was as simple as we know that these businesses are viable, that they're thriving, that they need capital. And if If everyone else isn't going to do it and believe in them, then we have to be the ones to do it. And it's crazy that, you know, when we did, when we started the Fearless Fund, we didn't realize that we were the first. We didn't realize we were the only at the time women of color who were specifically investing in women of color businesses. We did it because we saw a gap in the marketplace and we saw something. We recognized we needed to be a solution to a problem. So once we did that, you know, Forbes and all of these other different magazines and and articles and, you know, people are reaching out to us to hear more about our story. And the reality is, is that it just really fell in alignment from a social justice perspective with everything that was going on in the world. You know, in 2020 with... um, With everything going on with the pandemic, there was also a big social and justice upheaval with the Black Lives Matter movement and and all of these different things where there were so many major companies that were making financial um, declarations of how they would support and where they would invest. And I'm grateful that they did so because then they have to, you know, put their money where their mouth is and. It created a space for us to get, you know, millions invested from PayPal, from Bank of America, from Costco, you know, to all of these major companies um, who now have to back up the financial promise that has been made to our community. Outstanding.
1: Like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Learn more at nhtsa.gov/slash/the-right-seat.
2: Visit nhtsa.gov/slash/the-right-seat.
1: Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.
2: Oh, so this is—I was just enjoying this conversation, just watching you articulate these values that so many people need to hear. Now, the, my final question, when, in regards to the Fearless Fund, this is money-making conversations. Okay, how can they reach out to be a participant or fill out applications? How does that process work?
3: Well, you can go to fearless.fund. That's our website. And all of the information is right there on the website. You know, we are investing in pre-seed, seed seed, and series A businesses. um, And all of the requirements are, are right there on the site.
2: Well, congratulations. Well, let's go on to my favorite part of the conversation. is food, 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 food. I have a show called Rishon's Kitchen. I'm a award-winning baker. And I, whenever I have a, a guest who comes on who has spices or uh, uh, food samplings or uh, the devices for not the, the culinary world, what got you into the culinary world?
3: Yeah, I love food. I love cooking. Um, and my whole family does, actually. So I come from a long line of from my mom to my dad, my brothers. We all love food. We love cooking. And the reality is, specifically, I can speak to our home being a black home. The heart of the home is always the kitchen. That's right. where you gather. That's where, you know, you talk about your day, where you download, where you have the most lively, you know, conversations, <laughs> debates, whatever you want to call them. And it all centers around that whole Sunday dinner feel. And that's how it was and is and is. In my family. Um, so with that and my love to cook, I was like, you know, this is a lane that I don't, again, see anyone else who looks like me in. Mm-hmm. So I decided to to, to do Keisha's Kitchen. Right. Um, it was just simply, you know, so many of my friends, like, they always joke, they're like, oh, she's like, I'm like the black Martha Stewart. Like, even <laughs> <through my little laughs> through, I was the one, people were coming yeah. over, you know, cooking up dinners for all my friends. Um, but I realized that you know, in this age of Uber and all of these diff- Uber Eats, or you know, just all of these fast delivery services, right? People don't really cook anymore. All they have to do is order it, and it shows up at their house. So that kind of the joy of it had been gone. And I know a lot of the joy of it is not knowing what to do. Like, how do I? What do I put on what? How does it work? So that's how I, you know, made it really, really simple. I have a poultry and meat and all-purpose seasoning. Um, and the reality is, they work good on those categories of things, but they also are amazing in vegetables and potatoes and 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 you name it. So, fish, um so that's really just how it came about.
2: Well, you know, the thing about it like I said, I potatoes I love. I can't get enough of baked potatoes. I love vegetables, and so just having that, uh, so this multi-purpose seasoning, all-purpose seasoning for that is a blessing. And also have a deal with uh, Wall Alaskan salmon, where mm-hmm. they, uh, so I, when you say fish, I lean forward. I said, I got to use your, I, I, now do you, have, now if I go online right now, can I buy it, or ho- how is it working right now well, with your you website? We definitely
3: have our, and we're running a sale,
2: mm-hmm. um,
3: we have our poultry as well as our all-purpose on Keisha's Kitchen.com mm-hmm. right now, um, our, our meat. I'm sorry, and our, our purpose, our poultry is sold out. However, we are, are coming back soon. Um, with COVID, um, we will be fully stocked shortly, and we're also adding a new spice called Sugar and Spice. It's my first um, delve into kind of the sweet world. Everything else is savory, but they will be up shortly. We'll be fully stocked, but you know, COVID has hit the supply chain. I think for everyone's
2: business. Oh, absolutely. Now let's go back to Sugar and Spice now, because my I'm a uh, my award baker, so now you you kind of kind of glossed over a little bit. You say you get into that sweet chain. Talk about that a little bit more because I do I do baking because uh, my my on my show Rashaun's Kitchen I always open with a baking element and my baker she is based in New York and then my cook. He's based in Alabama and I'm based in my office kitchen in Atlanta, Georgia. So I zoomed to their kitchens in different locations. So if you got some sweetness going on there, I'd love to put it in her kitchen and make it happen there. So let's talk about that.
3: Oh, well, it really came down to like one of my one of my family's um, favorite things that I make um, is my peach cobbler and my candy. There you go. What I did was I created a spice that you can use for those things. But coincidentally, as I was creating it, I realized and testing on it on different things, I was like, "Oh, this tastes good on French toast, this tastes good on popcorn. Um, there's so <laughs> many different apples. you can just have a baked sweet potato and just sprinkle it on. Um, it's just the perfect combination of you know your favorites, your cinnamon, your nutmeg, your mm-hmm. your your sugar. Um, that
2: goes on those sorts of things. Well, so. you know, nutmeg is my favorite spice. Uh, they, you, put nut, you come in the kitchen, you smell nutmeg, uh, you you the, the desserts on with me. Now, mm-hmm. I don't want to I, I, I know we talked about a lot of other things I brought you on the show to talk about Tyler's Perry's wow. House of Pain, the eighth season, which I'm fa- which I'm excited about. Big fan of Tyler, of course, and a big fan of a lot of people you have on the show. Talk about your experience and just working with this cast, who in some ways I can say they are. They're fools, like crazy people, just out of control, oh, over yes, the top.
3: it's family. That's what family looks like. <laughs>
2: um,
3: I genuinely love working with this cast. I mm-hmm. love each and every one of them. We have been doing this for a really long time, mm-hmm. and it's a joy. It's a joy to be able to be in people's home every week, uh, for people to be able to come, to sit with us, to laugh, to enjoy our journey And just have that moment to just kind of escape everything that may be going on on in the world outside and just have some fun with us. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're an interesting bunch. But it's what family is.
2: But you won't let you won't let Van dress you, you know, because Cassie can't dress him, and so you have to remain. You have to maintain your style. You have to maintain your who you are. And when you, when you do these different levels of comedy, and this is a, a, a much more of a over the top. Sometimes I could say because I've, I'm. Yeah,
3: it is, it is its very own, you know, brand of comedy. It is, mm-hmm. uh, but it's. You, what you can't say is you can't watch it and not laugh
2: come on I, I did not say that That I, my girl Cassie Davis who I've been knowing for 25 years I she's awesome love also... me some
3: Cassie come I on love me some LeVan like when I tell you um, it's it's awesome like we work really hard we do we have a schedule like no other when we're shooting mm-hmm. however what makes it amazing is the people who we spend it with not just the cast but the crew you know a lot of us from some of the cameramen have been you know, the people that we worked with for the past decade, you know, before when we were do, doing House of Pain, before we took a little bit of a hiatus. So I'm just, I'm grateful that I get to go to work and do what I do and do it with a group of people that I love.
2: Well, the, the, the important part is that, you know, also me. The... So Cassie, she's also an HBCU graduate as well. Cassie Davis as well. So you are surrounded with all that HBCU love. But the show comes on every Tuesday on BET. And the, the, the popularity of uh, working the show, I'm assuming you taped this during the COVID uh, restrictions and the COVID uh, shutdown. Was it taped during that process or was it taped more recently in 2021?
3: Well, yeah, we—I actually filmed two, a couple projects during COVID lockdown. One was a, a lifetime movie in Vancouver, and then we also did do The House of Pain. And with that, it was, you know, interesting because we were quarantined, and, um, you know, we had to do what was necessary to be safe, and and we were able to do that.
2: Well, let me just tell you, if you don't think, like we said earlier, she said, shot? Whatever you said about Tyler Perry's House of Pain, we funny. It's the number one comedy series on cable for African-Americans aged 18 to 49, 25, 54. Basically all black people in 2021. <laughs> all black people laughing at this show and loving this show. But I would be remiss if I don't talk about your your foundation. I wanted to get that in before we, Camp Kizzy Foundation. Tell us about that. Why is it important that you are rallying behind that and the purpose? Well, the Camp
3: Kizzy Foundation is truly my baby. Um, I'm, and I'm sorry if you hear, because, you know, doing these <laughs> Zooms at home can be an interesting. My dog has decided to, like, do a whole, I don't know what's happening in the house. But, um, you know, the Camp Kizzy Foundation is absolutely my heart. I started it over a decade ago. And it's all about empowerment and self-esteem for youth. Uh, we do um, programming throughout the year. But our signature program is, um, is a free camp for girls 11 to 16 in the summer wow. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just, I just, I love it. And what I know is you don't know to dream it if you don't know it exists. Mm -hmm. So a big portion of it is a very holistic approach to empowerment and self-esteem. And a lot of it is also about exposure and, um, you know, I'm really excited. This year, we're not going to do it in person. Last year, we had to do it virtually, and this mm-hmm. year as well. Mm-hmm. But next year for 2022, we will be back in person, and we can't wait.
2: Well, it's important that you say that. When I One of the main reasons I wanted to bring you on the show is to tell your story. Your story is an amazing story from the, the being an HBCU grad with honors, uh, being an entrepreneur, being a, uh, I want to say a mentor, a leader in the Fearless Fund, and also with your foundation. In closing, any advice you want to give to any of my entrepreneurs, any tips of success that you'd like to share with them? Um, you know, I feel
3: like follow your passion and the money will come. So many people chase the money and you have to be dedicated and passionate about what you do and recognize that we all have different purposes. And everyone's not going to see, you know, your divine um, purpose in this lifetime. But you got to remember, it wasn't a conference call. Mm -hmm. It was given to you. So just keep pushing. It's, it's, it's hard out there because so many people are like, I don't want to work for anybody else. I want to work for myself. But understand, when you're an entrepreneur, you definitely work harder than a 9 to 5. But the difference is you're sewing into your dreams. Um, and I say just go for it. It only takes one yes.
2: I love it. She's one of the stars of Tyler Perry's House of Pain. is returning for the eighth season in the month of May. BET and BET Her. Every episode can be seen every Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern West. 8 p.m. Central. Keisha knight thank you for coming on Money Making Conversations. Thank you.
3: Thank so much for
2: having me. Cool. If you want to see any episodes of Money Making Conversations are here, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I am your host.
0: In this season of giving, Kohl's has gifts for all your loved ones. For those who like to keep it cozy, find fleeces, sweaters, loungewear, blankets, and throws. Or support minority-owned or founded brands by giving gifts from Human Nation and Shea Moisture. And in the spirit of giving, Kohl's Cares is donating $8 million to local nonprofits nationwide. Give with all your heart this season with great gifts from Kohl's or Kohl's.com.
1: Look through your children's eyes and you will discover the true magic of a forest.
2: Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org.